Consumeraccess.org, number 3030. I'd like to see the doctor for a few questions about medical marijuana. Sir, the doctor is booked solid today, and tomorrow, and next week. Can you come back in three weeks? Wait, wait. Just to talk about a medical marijuana card, I have to wait three weeks? No, sir. Just between us, no one has to wait. I got my own medical marijuana card sitting at my kitchen table through Veraheal.com. It was quick, professional, and so easy. Veraheal.com? V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. They have a library of medical marijuana facts and scientific research to browse. And you can pre-qualify for a card online in minutes. Great. But I still have questions. You can easily talk to a doctor right there online. Everything is private and secure. For reliable cannabis information and to pre-qualify online, join Verahill's millions of satisfied clients at V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L dot com. Get started today with easy financing. Pay only if you qualify. Verahill.com. CBS News Brief. Pennsylvania Senate candidates meet in their first and only debate. The Republican, Dr. Mehmet Oz. I would support Donald Trump if he decided to run for president. The Democrat, John Fetterman, who's recovering from a stroke in the spring. My Dr. L believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. The outcome could determine control of the U.S. Senate. Mortgage interest rates jump past 7% to their highest level since 2001. Demand for mortgages has fallen to almost half of what it was a year ago. Home prices are still higher, but slowing down. New research in the medical journal Lancet blames climate change for growing health problems. The BBC's Justin Rolat has details. The report makes for sobering reading. It finds heat-related deaths globally have increased by two-thirds over the last two decades. At the same time, infectious diseases are spreading. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and but Joe McGranahan. When you admit your evolution, you don't lie about it. Right. Uh, we're talking about John Fetterman's evolution of his fracking position. What, what position? He couldn't even articulate it. Right. That was his confusing fog moment last night. But Con- What's uh, confusing about being asked, you know, you said you were a fo- in favor of it now, and you said you were opposed to it before. Would you explain the change? Yeah, I think he lost and he his, couldn't. he couldn't his, even come up with a cogent footing. answer. But I'm, what I was saying is that it, it is feasible for an individual to be against a fracking and then, as time goes on, to be opposed... Or, to be in favor of it, or, I mean, it's also possible that somebody like, I personally oppose fracking, but I see it as a necessary evil in our time, and so I yeah, enjoy the natural gas that comes from it, and I know that we have to do it, so well, what was the, what I was think the both classic, positions can exist. What was the classic? I forget who the politician was. I was for it before I was against it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. I was against it before yeah, I, I, I was for it. I think somebody else said that about that politician. <laughs> All right, we got some people on the line, and what are we talking about today? 
Fetterman often struggled to express himself, as he warned his audience he would because of his continuing stroke recovery. But his campaign spokesman said he was thrilled with Fetterman's strong performance, adding that Fetterman may not have pronounced every word correctly, but Oz had the biggest gaffe of the night, pointing to Oz's statement that abortion decisions should be made by women, doctors and local political leaders. Meanwhile, Oz's campaign declared victory, deeming the debate a disaster for Fetterman. I don't know if it was Most a disaster. Even, M- I even MSNBC this morning said that this was not helping Fetterman at all, that it was not a good performance. Well, he held his own. I know he's going to go to Washington as a good, strong Democrat, and a lot of folks want that, even though you know he may speak haltingly at time or need the closed captions. I thought he did satisfactorily, well, all things considered. It was a shame to see the fog moment where on the fracking question. More than one question, fog moment. He had quite a few fog What was moments. the other one? It, well, he, in the, um, the question that they asked him, I'm trying to think about the um, abortion. He was a little off on that. He was off on a couple of questions, and he had trouble forming his sentences. Yeah, can you imagine the but pressure they're both under? Here's, here's, well, yeah, and Oz, of course, had the most stupid thing of the night when he said he wants to have a woman, a doctor, and local politicians deciding on abortion. In the, in the, in the abortion. room. <laughs> That's uh, Come on, brother. <laughs> you need to clarify that one. That's the biggest turkey of what the night. What did you think, when he said we got to have local politicians with the doctor, what did you think of? <laughs> Someone said this morning, do you really want the county commissioner in the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam Shikitano. Uh, somebody's we'll have Joe Kans come in oh, and decide. God. Well, and uh, it reminded me of when Fred Keller and Linda Schlegel-Calver and uh, Kurt Mosser wanted these invasive ultrasound, these vaginal ultrasounds. A woman, they would have to put this device up a woman before they would do a, uh, an abortion. And then the woman would have to look at the screen. Now, they all backed down on that later. So, But it was it's a disgusting proposal. But I thought, oh, well, that's there. Yeah, Oz is <laughs> for the vaginal ultrasound uh, administered he, by a county commissioner. He didn't phrase it articulately, but it was pretty clear that what he meant was state the state's legislatures well, would make it the at decision. Other times. Yeah, he said right. it clear so at other then he, he just, you know, misspoke spoke there. I think. Right. I don't think he honestly believes local officials should be involved. <laughs> <laughs> Call me in as mayor. I'll decide yeah, whether you get an abortion yeah. or not. I'm here with my doctor, but we can't seem to get our state representative on the phone <laughs> to help us decide what to do here. All right. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. The candidates' debate was last night. We have more excerpts of it to present. And what's your view on this, though? Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'd rather have an impaired John Fetterman Democrat in Washington than a carpetbagger fraud oh, from New Jersey anytime. Well, you're out of anytime. your mind. But, you know, here's another interesting thing. He made, Fetterman made a big deal about, oh, Dr. Oz has all these mansions. Well, stop and think about what John Fetterman's doing. First of all, he hasn't had a decent job in his life, and the only paying, good paying job he's ever had is lieutenant governor well, America and he's using job. he's using the if salary he he's using the salary he gets as lieutenant governor from the people of pennsylvania to run for another office with a bigger paycheck at least dr oz had the well, decency what he, what's the ideal at least use of dr oz had the decency to raise his own money and spend right. his own money not taxpayers money trying to get another job what is okay if you don't want fetterman to use his salary for campaigning was well, he working what, is he doing the people's work as lieutenant governor right what's now what's your opinion what should he do with his salary 
he should do his job. He should be involved. Well, he is doing lieutenant. his job as lieutenant governor. Really? He hasn't been at Harrisburg in some time now. Well, he's he's been Except there. Except for last night. He was there well, last night for the debate, <laughs> but he hasn't debate. been presiding over the Senate. Yeah, he's still... He, these, these are the worst of the best candidates that we've ever nominated. Have you ever heard of two worst Senate candidates in Pennsylvania? Well, I don't think... Uh, on a normal day, if he were not impaired, Fetterman would not be... A, he would be a good representative for his side of the aisle. Well, and I told you, Oz is going to be terrible Republican either. Oz is going to be the same way. I think either one of them we're will stuck. do the job that they were elected to do. If you want to elect a liberal who's going to let people out of jail, I'm sure Fetterman's your guy. All right, we've got some angry men lined up. Stan, good morning, sir. You are on the mark. Hi. Good night. Yes, good night. Glad that was the first here. thing he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is in in a manner of speaking. At first, I thought, "Oh, there's the first major gap." But then I thought about it. I was it like, was. "Well, technically, it's night, so okay." Usually, that's a, a saying that would you go when you want to say goodbye to someone, have a good night. At I the agree. End, right, it's yeah. not the beginning. Yeah. I agree. Right. So, I mean, I didn't see the whole debate. I'll admit to that. I seen, I think, probably the last fifteen minutes of it, and Fetterman did not come across as very articulate should we say that okay he had to that and they did what i thought they should do they from what i saw they had what was ever on his prompt on in view yeah but stan did you notice they said they were going to do that but then we never saw it again no they showed it once well, or twice oh, did they? i they never did. saw yeah. it i never well, noticed it okay right. sorry false alarm. i mean what i watched i seen it once okay, oh, okay. so but he it, it took him a long time to process what he was reading and then when he did process it what he put out of his mouth made absolutely zero sense. You know, the, the one was the education. I seen the part about the education journey. How could you make it more affordable? And he just rambled on. He had nothing. Well, I just we need to make it cheaper and blah 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 blah. Yeah, no kidding. And he's not fit to be in office. Maybe in six years he'll be well enough to be in office. But right now he's not. And I don't want to hear this stuff. Well, he's disabled. Yeah, he's not disabled. Well, he is to a point. He's 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 uh, I, he's not physically disabled. Yes, yeah, Stan, you're he's cognitively disabled, and we have a president <laughs> in office right now who's cognitively disabled. Stan, you're being ableist. Did you hear that yet? Oh, I, I okay. love that word, right. ableist. <laughs> uh, isn't, that okay. what the what, isn't that what whatever. it's about? But, being but able he doesn't to do the deserve job. anybody's vote because he can't do the job. Plain and simple, he can't do the job. At and that was point. proven last night. Well, He's think, incapable are electing, of expressing what needs to be done. I think people are rec- electing them like representatives. He's, you know, he may not be the perfect person, but he's a representative of the Democratic Party, and may, may not be the perfect well, person, but okay. he's a representative <laughs> of the Republican Party. That's not saying much about the Democrat Party, Mark. But uh, okay, we'll go with that. That's, that's what you want well, to go. No, that's but, what I'm know, saying. Some it, people are voting. <laughs> the polls show it. They say they, they couldn't care who the individual is. You know, they could have nominated Bozo, and they would still uh, vote for him if they were a Democrat or vice versa. They just want a Republican well, there, no matter who we nominated. I, I see what's going on with Fetterman as uh, a spousal abuse, okay, because his wife should be taking care of him, not pushing him out there in front of the cameras to embarrass himself. Same thing with Biden and, and Dr. Jill. That's spousal abuse and elder abuse, in my opinion, what's going on with that. So, you know, <laughs> but I know that I know nothing will ever come of it. They'll, he may or may not win, and people that haven't voted yet, may, last night should, be an, should have been an eye-opener, whether they're smart enough to realize what's going on. 
yet to be determined. But uh, the people that already sent in their ballots, some of them may have wished that they changed their votes. To change your votes, and they can't. No, they can. So, yeah, you can contact you can, you can the election because, office. You can change your because vote. you can. Yep. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, then you can change the your vote, you and maybe some of them will. I don't know, but to uh, put them out there, and, and it was, this was uh, planned to hold off until after the mail-in ballot voting started, so that uh, he could get it, you garner a large number of votes from the you know the die-hard Democrats that don't watch anything but say because he's a Democrat they're going to vote for him well we'll see what happens I I have no no prediction of what's going to happen Stan, in this in this state I'm plain not, and simple I'm not ableist so I'm voting for him yeah okay Mark <laughs> okay, you, you go ahead yeah. and you vote for him I think you said you already did so because yep. you, you put your ballot in the box Another you said yesterday yeah. that's fine you vote for ableist. him I'll vote against him so that cancels yeah no, Joe said. He, no, Joe already called dibs on that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, He's then I'm going to cancel out Eric. Right, okay. There you go. I, yeah, I mean that, that's just the way it's going to be. Okay. So, but yeah, it was it was a poor performance from what I saw, and his closing statement was pretty bad. You know, Oz laid out what he'd like to do, how he'd like to do it, All right. and well, time will tell. All right, we got so you. So y'all have a great day. I got work to do. Hey, thank have you, sir. One. Thanks good for luck. working. Thanks for being a working man. Eric, you're on the mark. Uh, we have time. You're going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. So, Joe, to quote you, uh, Mr. Federman never had a decent job in his life. Nope. So, as a, a mayor, you don't think a mayor is a decent job? <laughs> no, not in, term, not in one. terms of pay. I do it for free. He got paid for it. Yeah, uh, about $300 a year is what he got paid well, for. I, I but stand... he saw the need for service in Pennsylvania <laughs> above terrible. going out and make millions of dollars. Um, and I predicted yesterday that, that uh, in all likelihood, Mr. Federer would not look real good uh, on TV, and he didn't. I did watch, unlike Stan, I did watch the whole debate. Did both of you gentlemen watch the whole debate? I watched most of it. I missed the last 10 minutes or yeah, so. Yeah, I watched it all. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, he did come across, and now um, words matter, right? So, um, Joe, or Joe, you used the word he looked impaired. Um, I didn't know where you got your medical degree and so forth, but uh, <laughs> Jefferson, I, I think he, he looked like he was recovering. I got it okay. at Jefferson Medical College. In Philadelphia. Well, okay, Philadelphia. yeah, the same place Stan got his, I guess. But um, <laughs> here, here's the fact. Where'd you, get, fact, you, where'd you get yours, Eric? Where'd you get your degree? You're one who's spouting well, no, medical. No, I, said he, I, said, I said he's recovering because I think he's doing better now than he was right after the stroke. Well, Not having I'm, seen right after the stroke, I'm going to assume that. That kind of goes look a little. He did look a little more hesitant, and part of the hesitancy was the fact that he was reading a lot rather than just listening. He was also reading uh, on the monitor to make sure he, he got the questions correct. Um, I did see him, and did you guys watch the debate when he was uh, in the um, um, primaries? Did you watch the primary debate? No. He was in. I did not. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so you do not have a basis for fact, as, as I, did, I did watch those as well. Um, and he did appear more hesitant than he did in those debates, but he didn't look real great in those debates either. He is not a TV personality. He is a public servant. Oh, right. Okay. So, 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 so well, okay. He's uh, got his how fingers long in the has public been, How trough. long has Dr. Oz been in front of a camera? Almost his whole life. But How Doc, long has Mr. Fetterman been in front of a camera? Not much, because he was serving as the mayor of a small town, a broken-down 
uh, steel town. For how he long? He was serving as a volunteer in service to America <laughs> as a Vista volunteer not getting paid. And they made a whole big bit about him, him not... No, he's not rich. Guess why? Because in public service, you don't get rich. Where do you get rich? You get rich being on television. You get rich hawking pills that don't work. Get- I like the way Dr. Oz danced on that question and never really answered the question when it was put forth to him about about the uh, fake medicine he was... He danced around that question never did answer it. Well, neither did Fetterman answer the question about why flip-flop on fracking. He couldn't even form an answer. He couldn't even form an answer, and he was asked the question twice. And again, uh, I believe it—you know part of that is that he had to read it, and part of it is he's... Uh, I think he flubbed on that one, because I think uh, what he w- should have said, or what he looks at saying is fracking under certain circumstances is, is allowable. But he didn't, okay, and he didn't look good, and granted. But... Um, Here's here's another couple of other facts I'd like to present this morning. I have a little more time. Um, yeah, Mr. Federer did not look good in the eye test last night. What we saw on television. But what about what the I have done in public service test? What has he been doing for the past twenty five years versus what Dr. Oz has been doing, and where, frankly, he has been doing it? I heard so many times last night, Mr. Federer said, "I have, I have." What I heard from Dr. Oz was saying, I will, I will. And that, I think, should be the deciding factor. I'll I'll end with this, because I know my time is coming to an end. Um, How many times does an elected official uh, at the national level have to make split-second decisions, such as uh, Dr. or Mr. Federman was facing last night, where actually he doesn't have time to plan, have time to... The only time I remember... A, a person in uh, Washington having to make a split-second decision is a January 6th insurrection when they were running for their lives. And that insurrection, as we all know, was put forth by President Trump. You know, go go and tack like hell. Well, how about this and scenario? Guess who? Guess who? Now, who has tapped? <laughs> who has tapped and brought about the election uh, or the nomination of Mr. Oz? Let Mr. Oz was 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 was, 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 was the facts. <laughs> He was losing in the polls until former President Trump tapped him, and then he, he surged in the polls at the end. Right. Let me so, give you, let me give you this scenario. You're, you're big on scenarios. Let me give you this one. There is a bill that would adversely impact the people of Pennsylvania, or an industry here, and jobs here. And the senator has to stand up and speak about it. And he has to do it off the cuff because there's no teleprompter available in the Senate to, for, to help someone solve their impairment problems. So how is he going to do then? And that's part of the job, speaking in the Senate, representing the people that sent you there. And right now, absolutely, and right they have time to repair not, speeches. Right now, they have time to repair speeches. They always they talk off the cuff in the Senate. And when they Come ask, on, and Joe, when they you ask know better you, than that. They ask questions. Are you familiar with that process? They do ask questions. Someone they do ask to questions. Speak. The senators give me give me an example of that, Joe. It's well, ninety percent of the discussion is let me point in the you to C-SPAN. Uh, making a speech too. Ninety percent right. is all the other stuff. All right, Eric, we got to hit the road. Uh, last word, you go right ahead. Last word is, uh, there was no uh, requirement that Mr. Federman be on TV last night. He has chosen to do that in a sense of fair play. He has very showed great courage. He said right from the beginning, I'm not going to do well in this. Of course. I've seen reports this morning vilifying his campaign for allowing him to do it. But he showed courage by doing it, and he did not do well, and he said in the beginning, I'm not going to do well. But what proves and goes through is the fact of what he has done for Pennsylvanians to date and what Dr. Oz claims he'll be doing 
all the while until a year and a half ago, <laughs> being a, continuing to be a citizen of Turkey and a resident of New Jersey. <laughs> I have to tell you, you, but Fetterman hasn't done Thank anything you. for Pennsylvania. He doesn't even do his job. Well, his office did send out news releases yesterday tempering what was said. And we do we have of heard course. a lot of commentators say, uh, yeah, he shouldn't have been uh, put up there. They shouldn't have let him. You know, that well, that I was do admire his courage. I mean, he, it does take yeah. courage to do that. I'm Global not going to argue that TV, point. one hour, all that pressure, that is just crazy. But no so wonder the same for Dr. Oz, you know, he's making big, Dr. Oz has been on TV all those years. He, he wasn't being grilled by <laughs> Not reporters, like you know, so he was, they were, they were both first timers at a, on a statewide platform doing a debate. Yeah, I agree. That is a quite, quite a different format. And uh, those, and those, I will say that uh, my, my hat's off to Nexstar as people, they did an outstanding job, those moderators, you know, and they had trouble. And of course, a couple of times Fetterman started to try and over talk Roz, and then Oz wouldn't shut up a couple of times. And they did their best to keep the thing moving and on track. But I noticed that, you know, when Oz they Oz didn't shut up? I thought no, Fetterman it, interrupted him most. Well, Oz, Oz kept talking a couple of times oh, at okay. the, at the, after the bell Oh, went after off. the bell, right. I right, thought you meant, yeah, Fetterman went interrupted went and Oz kept going. Uh, one of our listeners sends a note, says, hey, Eric, if John Fetterman isn't rich, how did he afford to attend and graduate from Harvard University? Is MPPs from well, Harvard. he got that from working for the people of Pennsylvania. They gave it. Well, to wasn't him as he a gift. working in his parents' insurance agency at some point? He was in getting there? money from his parents' insurance agency. Whether he actually well, he says he was there. working there, but you say that's false. I'm saying the jury's out. I don't know. You don't know. Okay. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine. His parents were his only source of income for some forty nine years. Six five one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the and text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. At 9.35 this morning, we are going to talk to Robert Costa from CBS. He's a chief election and campaign correspondent for CBS News. He is in Pennsylvania and uh, monitored the, the entire debate beginning to end and participated in quite a few discussions since then with analysis. So that'll be coming up at uh, 9.35 this morning. We right, he'll tell you what to think. Information right? out there, and of course, <laughs> you know who. You know who is going to make it happen. So Rob Center, a fabulous right. producer, is the uh, dialer-upper of such things. And we have some emails to take care of. One of them says, for those that want to give Fetterman a participation award for last night. He's not a seven-year-old who did okay at the recital, and he was very brave for trying. He's running for the U.S. Senate. It was truly sad to watch. 
Another emailer on the other side of it, our friend E.B., says, John Fetterman was a rock star last night. He had a stroke, but didn't let that derail his campaign. He got back up and kept on fighting. That's the kind of person I want in the Senate. Besides, if the White House could host a doddering, senile, adult diaper-wearing old fart like Trump, <laughs> who could barely string a coherent sentence together 75% of the time. Gee, I thought she was talking about Biden. That's what I thought, <laughs> where she was going. Yeah, 75. He's, what, an 80-year-old fart? Well, they're both okay. doddering. Okay. Uh, who could barely string a coherent sentence together 75% of the time. The Senate can certainly welcome a stroke victim who's recovering nicely. As for Oz, he fell back on his TV personality. Slick, empty, and vacuous. Lots of generic talking points, no actual substance. It was also interesting that Oz said abortion should be between a woman and her doctor and a local political leader. <laughs> <laughs> or local political leaders. Guess I got more than one in there. Yeah, Pay attention to that fellow, ladies. Dr. Oz thinks politicians, who are mostly male, should have a say in what you do with your own body. We should all be terrified of that. Vote Democrat. Signed, E.B. I, mean, I hate to tell you, but, you know, men have always made these decisions in, in, in part. Now in the Congress, if they um, there were men and women on the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. men and women on Congress who make the laws. So I'm, I'm sorry, men are always going to be involved in it in some way, shape, or form. Whether I like that's how right Dr. Oz thinks also you should have local politicians involved because you can't he have had, one. He had to misspeak on because that. Because no it is serious. a, uh, well, he's referring to sending things back to the, the states. States, right. That's his real intent. But I like how he said politicians, because if you have just one and it's leading to a decision, that's illegal. So you have I to have two, so you have a quorum. He fell back on his TV personality. Oz did slick, empty, and vacuous. But here's the thing, E.B. Did you happen to see Fetterman's refusal to answer the question about flip-flopping? You know, and, and they asked it to him twice. He read it. He understood it. And the second time, he couldn't even form a coherent answer. He also would not comment. Direct question, direct question, will you release your medical condition report? He refused to answer. He has consistently refused to answer. You know, he has a note from his family practice doctor who says he's doing well, and that guy contributed like 1500 bucks to his campaign. personal to release your doctor's information? Hey, the, the presidential candidates release their health well, information. Well, that's fine. He's not running for president, but don't you he's think that's He's running for the personal? Senate, for heaven's sakes. He might, that's kind of in the same neighborhood, don't you think? How about his neurologist report? I would allow that, but I just, I just think it's silly. You see how he functions. You know what his, doc, you know, his Democratic doctor says. That's sufficient. You watched him perform. You know what he does. You but know he gets confused sometimes. You know he's sharp other times. So you think those reporters were wrong to ask him why he hasn't released his medical information like other candidates did? Dr. Oz released his. Well, I think the reporters very accurately said a lot of people are asking you to release your medical reports. They didn't say it was a good idea. They just said a lot of people are asking you, but you won't answer. And, and he, he didn't. And he, he doesn't. To answer. He, he won't say why not, which uh, that's <laughs> funny that you wouldn't do so. He has a reason because, why not. Yes, because the prognosis probably isn't good. Well, and I think also you have a... Um the thing, same thing with the fracking. You know, if he was 100% against it in the past and now he's 100% for it, there was an evolution there. You can't explain that. I mean, people change their mind sure. all the time. So, you know, whether they're elected or just <coughs> private people, you can, you're capable of changing your mind. You are, but you have to articulate right, that. Right. You got to tell people why under these circumstances. And he was asking, him, he had to have understood the question. He just kept saying over and over again, I'm, I'm, I'm for fracking. And, uh, but not only that, but I'm 
for fracking, and, and yes, I'm always that's for it. fracking. That's that it. was you, it. If you don't get it, that's your problem. <laughs> Fetterman, uh, one of our listeners, says uh, John Fetterman had daddy pay for his Harvard degree. And then another one says, Eric, Fetterman hasn't done anything but help lock down the state in 2020, destroying businesses and people's lives and keeping kids out of schools. And then Fetterman didn't look part of the lockdowns. Um, well, yeah, he was in office during the latter part of it. I don't know that he had anything to do with it, but maybe he did. I don't know. He might have a role in emergency management as second in command. And then one of our listeners says, will we vote with intelligence or out of pity? (laughs) I don't care why you vote for him. You mean you're talking about Oz, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) I pity Oz. Poor guy. All right. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK Sunbury. Open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me. Always glad he's coming in. Natural-born conservative uh, in charge of global tsunami, res- oh, volcanic response for Pima. And so we appreciate him you know, serving in that volunteer position. Rob Sanders, our great producer on the other side of the glass. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar uh, person. If there ever was one on the radio, I portray a very bad liberal, Barry badly on the radio, so that's bad. Uh, we are going to hear from an expert coming up, a CBS correspondent, a political reporter, is going to be on the line at 9.35. Robert Costa from CBS going to check in, so we will talk to him at that time. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Uh, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us one 800 795 you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We've got a half a dozen emails. We're going to read as many of those as we possibly can. We'll entertain calls as they come in, and we'll read the texts as often and as fast as we can. So we invite you to participate in those various ways. We'll start out with news headlines, talking about the elephant in the room, the internationally watched a debate last night. I had a stroke. Immediately, Fetterman addressed what he called the elephant in the room, his recovery from a recent stroke. He's never let me forget that. Oz, who mostly ignored Fetterman's health challenges, played up his own status as a political outsider. I'm a surgeon. I'm not a politician. The debate did get heated at points. I'm the only person on this stage right now that has con- was successful about pushing back against gun violence. He argued that people should be let out of jail without any bail, no matter what they did to get in there. Astrid Martinez, CBS News, New York. Prior to the debate, CBS News released a new CBS News YouGov poll that gives John Fetterman (laughs) a two-point lead over Mehmet Oz, but that's within the margin of error. The poll published Tuesday found 51% of likely voters favored Fetterman and 49% uh, voted or say they would vote for Oz, and that was prior to the debate. And again, so this race is uh, neck and neck. John Fetterman uh, last night talked about the fact that uh, he would be interested in uh, supporting President Biden run again for office. It's up to his choice whether he, you know, and if he does choose to run, I would absolutely support him. 
And you can hear remarks uh, from Oz, who also said, as a matter of fact, President Trump uh, ran again. It seemed to be reluctant, but did say it's up to him whether he chooses to run or not. But I would absolutely support uh, Trump, uh, said Mamet Oz. Meantime, cityandstatepa.com reports that if you're expecting to know the outcome of the election election night, think again. Pennsylvania's top election official wants voters to temper their expectations about when we'll know the results of the midterm elections. Speaking to reporters at a virtual briefing Monday, the acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman noted that it could take days to determine the winner in the state's upcoming elections, citing the large amount of outstanding mail ballots. She said it will be days, not hours, before we know the outcome of the election. Dr. Oz last night in his opening statement said he would like to accomplish something that so far in the campaign they have not been able to do. I want to bring civility balance all the things that you want to see because you've been telling it to me on the campaign trail and by doing that we can bring us together in a way that has not been done of late i love that i'd like to bring civility that's why i'm criticizing the stroke victim next to me who hides in his basement all the time well, and of course it needs fetterman never criticized him at all oh no it's the, yeah, it's, it's obviously both ways <laughs> the, the fetterman ads against oz are crazy now anyway and uh, finally ap on, ap or finally on this topic ap reporting today the senior state elections officials filed a new state supreme court uh, argument yesterday arguing in a new court filing that handwritten dates on Envelopes are immaterial, and ballots should be counted if they don't have that date, even though election law requires them. They're actually citing a previous legislative victory from 1968 when the election code was amended to say that uh, immaterial aspects of the ballots don't count as long as it's clear it's from a bona fide voter. Joe, are you a bona fide voter? I hope so. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, some other headlines briefly here. More upgrades to Hoofnagle Park in Lewisburg. How about a quarter million dollars worth? They're going to tear out the old gazebo and put in a new social gathering venue with an elevated stage, roof covering, lighting, sound, electrical hookups for music, theater, and other events. I think they were a jelly when uh, Sunbury got their amphitheater. City of Sunbury is ready to increase parking fees. Everything will double across the, the board, including a parking ticket uh, will go up to $20 if you don't plug the meter. I know it's a little shocking, but we're still cheaper. Cheaper than other municipalities, says the mayor, Josh Brocious. The first time I get a $20 ticket in Sunbury, goodbye. I'm never coming back. Anyway, council voted to increase those rates recently, and they'll get new parking you meters. You wanted people downtown. Yeah, 20 bucks. Not to That's drive them away with high fees and, yeah, 20 and bucks. huge they fines. should have free parking <laughs> everywhere. Right. That's mine. All right, we got a brand new email. Read this from one of the smartest women in the world. Says, I have an appointment with my OBGYN in a few weeks. Is local political leader, Mr. McGranahan, available to come along in case I need to make any decisions with my doctor? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> well, you need, though, but you need politicians. Can Politician. you bring somebody from council? Well, I don't know. Have you a know, zoning I, officer? I mean, a tree. Don't you have a shade tree commission? Can't you bring anybody? We can bring somebody from the shade tree. Commission. How about the manager? Oh no, he's not a politician. <laughs> no, he's not That's a politician. hired. Um, what? Fred Keller. Bring your congressman. Fred. Yeah, Fred would be a good one to go in. Yeah, this will. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, whack Fred on the head with the ultrasound device. But you know, last night when they asked Doctor or when they asked uh, John Fetterman about releasing his health records, he was evasive in the extreme. Here's what he had to say. Well, actually, it's just keep going. If my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve, 
and and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. Now, uh, you know, again, my Dr. L believes that I'm fit to be serving and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. I strongly support fracking, drilling, the piping of that natural gas. In fact, I build a facility even in Philadelphia so we can export it uh, to our allies and help them, the ones that are struggling now in Eastern and uh, Western Europe because of the Ukrainian war. John Fetterman calls fracking a stain on Pennsylvania. He says that he would sign a moratorium to ban its continued use. He, he, he's against pipelines. I absolutely support fracking. In fact, I live across the street from a, a steel mill, and they were going to frack to create their own energy in order to make them more competitive. Uh, I've, I've always supported fracking, and I always believe that independence with our energy is, is critical, and we can't be held, you know, you know, ransom to somebody like Russia. You know, I've always believed that Energy independence is critical, and I've always believed that, and I do support fracking. I've never taken any money from their, their, their industry. Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Well, there you have it. I, I think that even when MSNBC said he didn't do himself any favors, I can't dispute that. I mean, he didn't come across as someone. He has tried to sell us on the idea that all he has is auditory issues that he doesn't quite hear and can't respond with a couple of words. But here he was reading it and still couldn't form an answer. Well, in either I, case. But that, that, that's your viewpoint. But you, you already have a man crush on Oz and you already favor him <laughs> and you are a Republican and well, you hear and you, things you same, the same way. And uh, well, that's exactly what I'm trying to say is I think people who are Democrats are, are going to support uh, the Democrat in this particular case. Yes, he does bring some impairment to the table, but I am not going to hold that against him. I, 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 I hope he's the same inside. I would love to read his neurologist report. I don't care about the rest of his medical stuff, but I'd love to see what his neurologist has to say about that, all of this. But in any event, I still support him. He's still going to stand up for Democratic ideals. He's going to be a, a, a good balance for all the Republicans that are going to be taking over shortly in the U.S. Senate. And uh, I, I, I wish that he hadn't had a stroke, and I wish he could didn't speak haltingly, and I wish he hadn't evaded the fracking uh, change in his evolution or flip-flop aspect. And uh, if people want his medical records so badly, I don't see the real issue associated with it personally. I think it is personal. I don't think he should have to, but I could see why he'd at least want to answer the full question, why not? Um, and he didn't do perfectly. But Oz, in my view, is just not the right guy for the job right now. And, you know, that's well, I still view, support Well, in my Fetterman's it. not the right guy for the job right now. Right. Six months from now, he may be in good shape, but right now he's not. Uh, he'll, Oz will never be right for the job. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, Mark, I'm sorry, but I have to disagree with you on that point. Um, <laughs> and I guess I'm not sorry. I, Pennsylvania, they call us sometimes in politics Purplevania because we are a, a, a amalgam, a blending of right-minded thinking and left-minded thinking folks. And I like the idea that one of our senators rep comes from each party or comes from different parties, that we have two different perspectives because we have so many different perspectives in our commonwealth. So I feel like by having senators from different uh, PACs or groups or clubs or whatever you want to call them, 
um, you have a greater, broader perspective and more people's thinking is represented. And historically, when we've had these two senators they, from different parties, they have worked well together in the name of the people, where I fear that a single party group, whichever group it might, party it might be, they just, you know, run rogue. There's no the dismissing the needs and wants and desires of uh, a broad spectrum of Pennsylvanians, independents on my side and um, whichever party they aren't in. Well, I think there's a lot to be said for that in Pennsylvania, uh, because we do have a balanced constituency in Pennsylvania, so why not have a balanced delegation of U.S. senators? I think that is fine, and I am always pleasantly surprised when you see uh, Bob Casey and uh, Pat Toomey working on the same things or doing the same initiatives or endorsing the same judges or whatever it happens to be. Uh, That's a perfectly valid viewpoint, I think. Well, there's a a better idea, too. If we have a Republican and a Democratic senator, no matter who's president, we have somebody that can talk to the president. Right. So I think it's a valid well, point. It's not point. overriding at this point in my right. mind, but it might be in yours. Number two. Secondly, senators <laughs> do a lot more extemporaneous, or some people call it off-the-cuff speaking, than you might think. For example, they have press conferences where they have to answer people's questions, right? The press's questions. They make public appearances. Um, for example, coming with big fat checks to various areas. Typically, that's <laughs> extemporaneous speaking there. Um, they have to uh, deal with constituents in their office. Uh, and then, you know, what are you going to say? Well, wait, let me, you know, have someone type up what I'm going to say to you and then I'll answer you. I mean, I, I think that the issue is that uh, Mr. Fetterman has an impairment that indeed impedes upon the role. It, would, it wouldn't matter to me if he was in a wheelchair or even if he was blind or uh, had other kinds of problems, but, but having a difficulty in articulating and taking in the information, that's an essential skill of a senator, essential skill. And I, I don't believe he has, I'm sure he's very frustrated with this, how it has adversely impacted him, I don't believe he has that skill. Many of our senators travel around the world, although that frustrates me. I don't think they should be doing that, but they do. <laughs> and <laughs> don't we want people who put on a, a strong, competent, powerful face when they do that? Um, I, I just feel like um, I agree that he did himself no favor, except he did the people of Pennsylvania a great favor because he demonstrated what his strengths and weaknesses are. Right. I, I wholeheartedly believe uh, in what um, Dr. Oz said with regards to needing moderates in, in the Senate, needing people who are willing to listen to both sides. Needing, and he, having achieved the level of skill and knowledge that I know as a nurse you need to be a heart surgeon, is a very intelligent person brilliant person, capable of keeping up with the reading that would be demanded to be uh, informed when you go to make these kinds of decisions. Well, we have other individuals that are concerned. Yes, he's brilliant, and obviously that must be true, Um, but uh, he's a Turkish citizen who lives in New Jersey. How is he going to represent uh, Mark and Joe and Cindy adequately? He doesn't live in New Jersey. Well, up until last year he did. Well, you know, I, I kind of find those kind of uh, cheap shot, low-hanging fruit things 
silly. The, qu- the question isn't, I mean, yes, the person who represents us ought to be a resident of Pennsylvania, and he met that obligation. I just saw yesterday or the day before an ad, you have to live here 30 days to be able to vote right. in the election. Yep, he hit it. So why should that be any different? You know, I, I looked at this. How long do you have to have lived here to run for office? Some offices have longer expectations than others. In this case, there is not a protracted expectation in law. So he's well within the law in doing this. Right, he and had it's a, not like had other a, politicians haven't done it as well. He this actually got splendid. here with a couple of days to spare, so he got in here just under the wire. So, but yeah, no argument And whether there. or not he owns, you know, how many houses he owns. Let's be <laughs> honest. Most of the people in Congress are wealthy. Most of the people in Congress get there using their own money. Truth be told, I'd much rather you wrote a check out of your checking account, that's certainly what I did when I ran for office, than to take money from other people. Why is that? Well, because when you take money from other people, typically there are strings attached, there are expectations attached. Now you quote unquote owe me. If I pay my own way, as I did when I ran for school board, I owe no one anything. Right. I am to be true to my belief. We got you. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank really, you. always great, common sense. Thank you, Cindy. All. all right, we got callers waiting. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's up to his choice whether he, you know, and if he does choose to run, I would absolutely support him. And that is, of course... Given his age, he'll need some support. John Fetterman, <laughs> John Fetterman talking about President Biden. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Joe, you want to read something right in front of us? Okay, uh, to my friend Eric, can we get Fetterman canonized while he's still alive? No Pennsylvanian in the state's history has done more. Let's raise money for a 3,000-foot statue. Only debate is, will it be either bronze or granite? Signed, Carol. Good point, Carol. And then Tom says, I found Dr. Oz to be very, very confused. Dr. Oz was asked several yes or no questions, but instead of answering the questions, he went on a right-wing diatribe. Questions were on minimum wage and abortion. Very simple to answer yes or no, but he could not follow a simple direction. Sad. That's sort of like Fetterman not answering yes or no and asking if he was going to release his medical records. Dennis, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, good morning. Excuse me. Joe, you touched on the fact uh, earlier about, you know, um, trying to get elected to one of the most, uh, you know, biggest debate clubs in the world, basically, you know, and you got to be sharp and be in counterpoint, and he's not going to have a monitor to do that, and Cindy expounded on that was really good, too. One of the points Eric was saying, well, you know, he's not on TV, and he, does he realize that when he's in, you know, Senate and Congress, there's television cameras constantly 
on them and it's not always broadcast but they're recording every inch of what's being said there so you know that argument about being in front of the camera well you should have thought about that before you decided to go public with the most powerful group of you know people in the world the united states senate so <clears throat> i just thought it was a little odd to say things like that you know by now and besides featherman's been on tv he's toured the state you know uh, pushing uh, the marijuana issue and he was always on the news and, and talking about that so you know I, I just found it a flimsy excuse for you know the cover-up for poor man's uh you know disability at this point in time well you're right i mean he uh, fetterman got a lot of television time when he was stumping for marijuana in all 67 counties mm-hmm. yeah you mean when yeah. he was running and, for senate <laughs> right and i i noticed and i i'm just looking from a physical nursing point of view he did okay sort of okay it was cringing from the first maybe 15 minutes but as things got a little bit more rapid fired and and counterpoints there is when he started to get confused there was pressure on him you know even though he was reading it and i noticed he started to decompensate after about 30 minutes into this debate although he started off wrong by saying good night if you ask me but right. you know yeah that's an odd one all right thank yeah. you so much dennis nice, thanks dennis. for checking all right your call take all care buddy all right uh, read the, the email there and then we're going to have all right the bottom break. line with me is he wants to open and release prisoners in this great state that's enough for me if you people out there don't understand what that is all about and what these people who are locked up for even terrible crimes then you better stay out of the voting booth until you learn shame on anyone who votes for this man and by the way what is that really huge lump on the back of Fetterman's neck we really need some medical records all right one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. yeah John is on the uh, parole board of Pennsylvania and uh, advocates for the release of individuals who are some of the lifers there and uh, and changes in Pennsylvania laws as it relates to that he wouldn't have any say in that whatsoever in Washington but of course I think that's an ind- indicative of where his view is on some of these so and what he might push for. Kind of related topics, right, related topics, we'll call it. All right, we'll take a quickie break. When we come back, we're getting very close to having Robert Costa from CBS on the line. So we're taking a break. We'll be right back. I want to bring civility, balance, all the things that you want to see because you've been telling it to me on the campaign trail. And by doing that, we can bring us together in a way that has not been done of late. <laughs> civility. Yes, yes. Civility. as soon as this <laughs> this demented old man next to me who had a stroke and lives in his basement and never had a job is You're talking done about me? Running. <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Demented right. old man, thank uh, you. Joseph is our next caller, but Joseph, we have a scheduled call right now, so stand by or call back, but you can just stand by and listen. Uh, so we're going to go to Robert Costa, who is from CBS, chief election and campaign correspondent. Of course, we just saw him on the CBS Evening News, and he's been on Face of the Nation pretty regularly now and cbs sunday morning so uh everybody knows what you look like robert thank you so much for calling in uh, and knowing that i appreciate them listening my mother always said i had a face for radio oh, come on. so do we all <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we're all here well thank you so much for, for checking in all right well a lot of folks who are democrats say they really like what came out of the debate last night they're still going to support him a lot of folks who are republican are saying all kinds of uh, things about uh, john fetterman uh, your view sort of the overview from a cbs correspondent what you saw last night when you look at the polling in pennsylvania from cbs Yes, it's so evident that in the final few weeks of this campaign, 
voters are coming home, as they say. The, the voters on, in the, on the Democratic side are making sure they're going to come out for Fetterman. Republicans, even if they don't love Mehmet Oz, are going to make sure they vote for him. What does that tell us? It shows that Pennsylvania, though it has unique circumstances in the Senate race, with John Fetterman's health challenges five months after suffering a stroke, with Mehmet Oz being a celebrity doctor, what really matters is that Pennsylvania could be the linchpin for control of the Senate. So regardless of all the issues that were in last night's debate, the, the personalities and, and challenges for the candidates themselves, this is about the bigger picture. And when I talk to national strategists in both parties, they say everything's going to likely come down to Pennsylvania. So they expect the bases to turn out strong. Well, I noticed this morning that even MSNBC was saying things like that the Fetterman didn't do himself any favors last night, that he had a problem. Do you, th from what you're seeing in the polling, is his health issue resonating at all? We're going to have to wait and see about that because CBS News battleground tracking poll showed that ahead of the debate, voters didn't want to hear a lot about Fetterman's health. They wanted to hear about the economy, crime, abortion rights, issues that are front of mind for many voters in Pennsylvania. But after the debate, after seeing Fetterman's performance, it could raise some questions with voters. I'm going around Pennsylvania today to talk to voters to get their reaction for the debate uh, for CBS Evening News. But it's clear that health is a sensitive issue, and it doesn't neatly cut across political lines or be predictable in any way. A lot of people, for example, I've spoken with in Pennsylvania say they have parents or friends who have suffered a stroke, and they're sensitive to the idea that someone who's dealing with a stroke recovery is in somehow not in command cognitively if they're speaking in a halting way. Uh, and so people who haven't dealt with strokes in their family or their friendship circles, they may see this in a bit of a different way, may see it more jarring, but it really depends on the, the perspective and life experience of the voter. Does your polling show that there is either a moderate or an undecided block of voters for which these candidates can start to strive? Yes, the, the, the demographic that really matters in Pennsylvania, according to strategists I've spoken with, are suburban voters, suburban women and younger voters in the Philadelphia Collar Counties, Bucks, Montgomery, and in the suburbs around Pittsburgh, and some areas of central Pennsylvania as well. But the college-educated, non-college-educated voter who maybe makes five or six figures, doesn't love Mehmet Oz but knows him from TV, maybe thinks John Fetterman's progressive but they like President Biden's policies to some extent but are frustrated with the economy, that's the sweet spot everyone's aiming for because this Senate race is a toss-up and it's really going to come down to that narrow sliver of suburban, independent-type voters uh, who are still undecided. Are they more or less likely to vote on the abortion issue, Bob? Many women, core Democratic voters, uh, some independent voters who might not put the economy uh, first on their issue list, abortion rights has galvanized them. Uh, and in some places around the country, we've seen abortion rights bring out new voters. Like in Kansas, a red state, abortion rights were bolstered there in a vote over the summer. So because of what's happened in such an, a churning way on that that policy front, uh, it's hard to predict exactly how much abortion is going to shape Pennsylvania, but it's, it's definitely bringing out new voters who really care about that issue. But Democrats have also seen in polling it's not necessarily overtaking the economy or issues like crime in any real way in a lot of these key races. Now, do either of these candidates have exceedingly high negative views where folks say, I don't care who they run on the other side, I'm not voting for Fetterman or Oz? Well, in the final weeks of the debate, both national parties are pouring millions into Pennsylvania. So you can expect the negatives to spike for both candidates because it's going to get tough 
you see Fetterman, Fetterman being cast as someone who's incapable of serving, who is very progressive and left-wing. That's how he's being painted by the right. He's, Oz keeps calling him someone who has been soft on crime. And then Oz is being portrayed as this liar from out of state by John Fetterman. It's a deeply personal campaign in Pennsylvania. Yes, there was debate on the issues last night at the debate, but so much of this comes down to how the candidates are framing uh, character and, and related issues. Well, in Dr. Oz's case, he made a statement last night on the abortion issue that I think kind of shocked a few people, saying it ought to be a decision between the doctor, the patient, and local political leaders. Um, you know, I think he was actually referring to the states making the decision, but that kind of a gaffe, if you would call it a gaffe, how badly would that resonate with voters who are on that issue? <laughs> well, when I was at the debate, I ran into Fetterman's campaign advisors, and they told me they're going to make abortion now a focal point in the closing two weeks of the campaign because of what uh, said and using the phrase local leaders in, in terms of how abortion should be decided alongside women and their doctors and that local leaders line will be something you will see plastered in advertisements and placards throughout the final lap of this campaign uh, but abortion rights for, for Fetterman is something it's not surprising he's going back to that because he needs the Democratic base to turn out so often in presidential years, the Democratic Party has struggled to get all of that coalition to come out in the, in the midterm cycle at the same level it does for a presidential cycle. What are some of the subtle uh, reasons that people may be supporting Dr. Oz or Fetterman? I mean, it could be just the candidate. You like the candidate or their views. We've heard uh, one of our good callers today suggested that uh, it might be better to support the Republicans so that you have a balance of Pennsylvania senators between Bob Casey and then it would be Mehmet Oz. Or and another factor would be, well, I just vote for any Democrat, period. Another person would say, well, I just vote for any Republican, period. What other factors in this? What other subtle factors are you picking up in Pennsylvania that folks are saying, well, this is why I'm voting such and such? Well, Pennsylvania has had a div division politically for some time now. And someone like Pat Toomey, who won in 2010 as a Tea Party-type Republican, wins in 2016 along with that Trump phenomenon in Pennsylvania. He has, though, cast himself as more of a moderate in recent years, at least in terms of gun control legislation. So he's been pretty conservative on economic policies. So Pennsylvania, for some time, has had a conservative Republican who's more moderate on guns and Pat Toomey, and they've had a more moderate Democratic senator in Bob Casey Jr. And so Pennsylvanians may like that dynamic, and that could benefit Mehmet Oz in a year that, in many broad strokes, could be favorable to Republicans. Mehmet Oz is someone who some voters see as an outsider, a doctor, someone they know from TV. He was friends with Oprah Winfrey for some time. But others see someone who was selling health care products endorsed by Donald Trump. Uh, and you saw Oz in the debate last night align himself intriguingly with Senator Toomey. Was talked about more about Senator Toomey, it seemed, than former President Trump. And that tells you Oz might believe that he needs to get those Toomey voters who support gun control, who kind of are supportive of Trump policies but might, might not love Trump on, in every way. He needs those voters to come out because that was the Toomey coalition that gave Pat Toomey in a tough state like Pennsylvania two terms in the Senate. And for Fetterman, it's about making sure those Biden and Obama voters are there with him because Fetterman used to support Senator Bernie Sanders, a progressive politically, and he, he didn't apologize for it last night at the debate, said he always supports expanding health care and candidates who push for that. But you don't see Fetterman now saying, I'm a progressive, I'm a progressive, I'm a progressive. 
you see him saying, I'm a Democrat who's for working people. It's a more populist message in the close of the campaign. Well, Dr. Oz has um, dual citizenship between the United States and Turkey, which some of our callers are making a big deal about. What hasn't surfaced, though, is his religion. He is a, a practicing Muslim, uh, although he's raising his family and his children as Christians, I guess he said. Do either of those issues resonate with voters at all from the polling you've seen? Uh, we keep seeing in our polling at CBS News when we say, do you want to hear about uh, Fetterman's health? Do you want to hear about Oz's uh, residency, Oz's background? They say no. They'd rather hear about the economy and crime because those are issues that really matter in their, their lives. And those points seem to be more things that are raised by partisans who are already decided and trying to raise questions about the uh, other candidate versus what I'm hearing from swing voters. I mean, the issue, I was in State College, Pennsylvania, for two days over the weekend uh, ahead of that Penn State game, the whiteout on Saturday night, and I was walking through the parking lots at State College, and again and again, and it's sad, frankly, to hear it a lot, economic pain is what's on the minds of everybody. They say, I can barely afford to take my wife or husband out to lunch. I can barely afford college tuition for my kid. Uh, it's hard for me to put fuel in the tank. And when I say, well, what about this about Oz or this about Fetterman, they go, yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it, but I need answers. I need answers on the issues that matter to me. Given what you said, Bob, isn't it a risk for Fetterman to decide he's going to push the abortion issue in the final two weeks of the campaign? It's not a risk in the sense when you talk to his political advisors, they say he needs the Democrats to come out. And, and Democratic core voters who are, let's say, regular Democratic voters two years every two years, abortion rights matters to them. And they are angry about what happened with Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court and stirring them to act stirring them to organize, stirring them to vote, is a closing political strategy, a turnout strategy for Fetterman. Uh, and you look at some of the areas around Philadelphia, like look at Bucks County, for example. Bucks County, for years, was represented by Jim Greenwood, a Republican congressman who supported abortion rights. So the Republican voter in some of these swing areas is not necessarily against abortion rights. They're a more moderate Republican-type voter. All right. Well, thank you so much for your information. Thanks for heading up to State College. I wouldn't go bragging that you graduated from Notre Dame all the time while you're up there, but uh, we're glad that you brought your coverage. To <laughs> I, I didn't wear my Notre Dame hat. I was uh, wearing a nice white shirt among the whiteout crowd. Good for you. Okay. Well, thank you so you much. You could wear your Notre Dame hat any time, Bob. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Says our good yeah, Catholic we got to play co-host. better this season for me to wear it that proudly. So there thank you so go. much. Thank you so much, Thanks Mr. Costa. Much appreciated. Thanks for checking in today. It is uh, Robert Costa, CBS News political correspondent, of course, uh, spent uh, the past couple weeks in Pennsylvania, including some of which at the White House. Spending time today to get more voter uh, input for tonight's news on CBS. Right. It sounds like he is uh, was in the stands for the game. He was whited out. Whited out. Probably participated in that light show. All right, Joseph, call back. We got to hear from you and get you on the radio because we know you were next in line. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe, why don't you read one email and okay. um, I will uh, read we'll one from there. Doug says, it's comical listening to people defending Fetterman's performance at the debate last night. He is obviously suffering from the effects of the stroke and he also obviously should not be running for the Senate. We all know people who have suffered strokes and it's cruel to act like nothing is wrong and that they can capably do everything the same that they have, have been before the stroke when they are clearly still struggling. 
I'm not sure how people could watch that last night and still be perfectly fine with voting for Fetterman. But then again, the people who vote for him are the same people who voted for an incompetent, dementia-ridden, crooked career politician for president. Who, Trump? No, Biden. Oh, which, yeah, we, we keep <laughs> these emails are confusing. Confusing, yes. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Open them up. Call us now. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And... I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. All right. Uh, another excerpt of last night's uh, big debate. Might not be able to form a coherent thought, but I'm uh, getting back up. Now. Yeah, so much analysis you could say about this whole race. So we invite more callers. We have Joseph standing by now. We do have all of our breaks out of the way. So Joseph will get some time, and then we have another email and some more text. But we'll have time for another caller. 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners uh, said that, uh, Cindy said that it's important that we have a balanced U.S. Senate delegation from Pennsylvania. But I think some other folks may vote uh, Democrat because they don't want the Senate to to go Republican, you know, even though they may not find John Fetterman to be ideal or be enthusiastic about voting for him, they don't want the Senate to go Democratic. Have we let Joseph hang long enough? <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry, Joseph. I keep forgetting that you're there. That's a bad, bad I know. Ho- I'm hanging around here. Bad host. Uh, yes. I, I watched the debate last night uh, from start to finish, and uh, I was trying to uh, listen very objectively, okay, I'm not in favor of either one because y'all know that I don't vote because I'm a member of another kingdom, not anywhere. But anyway, uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk here this morning about his halting speech and, uh, you know, slow to react. And I I understand he's overcoming a stroke, and a lot of people uh, recover fully after a stroke. It may take some time. But I'm more interested in his core beliefs before he had the stroke and the things that he stood for and didn't stand for, okay? Such as uh, abortion, such as fracking, such as uh, leaving uh, convicted murderers out of jail, and that was uh, one of his goals to do that in a, in a bigger sense, and, and those type of things. And then he, he would get on uh, Dr. Oz about having these uh, mansions here and there, I guess about, what, three or four of them and stuff, and uh, well, Dr. Oz worked hard. I'm sure uh, going to med school is not an easy job. I mean, you have to apply yourself, and that's hard work. And and he invented things for, you know, hearts and helping people. And he's intelligent enough to make money to have three or four mansions and more power to him. That's the capitalistic system, okay? Uh, where this guy, it, what did he do? He didn't do nothing, you know what I mean? Oh, he was mayor of that little town, 
And, uh, you know, he didn't really apply himself. Uh, and I'm not saying it's wrong that he didn't apply himself to make money, but I don't think he has sense enough. Uh, he, In fact, when he answered the questions, uh, they asked him a question about how would you lower tuition, you know, because of the high cost of college and so forth. It, well, he, he stuttered on, well, uh, we ought to lower the cost. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, he didn't give no cohesive answer to what he would do where Dr. Oz had a, had an answer, you know. And Dr. Oz had answers for most of the questions. Then, of course, he did, uh, and he didn't avoid the abortion thing either, Dr. Oz. He said it was he was going to leave it up to the states. And that's, that's perfectly, I think, uh, the right way to do. Instead of the Supreme Court and the federal government legislating laws, you know, I mean, that's up to the states to decide. <coughs> and the people of the states, you know. That's what it is. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, and so forth. And uh, so uh, I think Dr. Oz did very well, and uh, Fetterman didn't do too well, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think the only thing I found fault with Dr. Oz, and I, I do agree with you, I think he misspoke when he said about local elected leaders making abortion decisions. As a local, <laughs> local elected politician. leader, I don't want a politician. Yeah. I don't want to make anybody's abortion decision. <laughs> right. Yeah, you just nobody. Everybody right. underestimates the importance of getting your zoning board in in the room with your doctor. <laughs> but you're you. right. He he was talking about states making the decision, and and I think that allows flexibility. He said it allows good ideas to come forward, and I think he's right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, you have a man that, that knows how to, you know, I, want, I would want someone in there that knows how to do business and, and has done business, like President Trump, he was a businessman, and, of course, his policies were right, you know, for this country. And, and look how we prospered under him. Yep. And, you know, and so forth. So, so, you know, you get these politicians like Joe Biden in there for his lifetime, and look what he's done. I mean, come on, man. It's just terrible what he's done, and still doing it. Just yesterday, they had him out in the garden. He wandered away, and the, one of the security guards, the uh, uh, you know, people guarding me, uh, <laughs> they had to grab my arm. Oh, over this way, Mister. Well, I think they are. You putting, mean his keepers? They're, they're yeah, and, and, not, and not only that, just the other day, he called uh, Kamala Harris the president again. Again, yep. Again. yep. Well, I think. I mean, one this of guy the is not. Doing... He, he. This is dangerous. This is a dangerous situation. He. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Start over. It's a dangerous situation. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, I say he should not be in that position. He should step down or either they should uh, invoke the 25th Amendment, you know, get him out of there. Well, I know one of the things they should do is put one of those little leashes on him that people take when they take their four-year-old to a fair or, or crowded well, place. that's true, too. But uh, it, the terrible situation is, look who's coming up. The giggler. <laughs> Yeah, the hyena. No, it's not going to help much. <laughs> I was thinking an electronic no, dog collar. It's going to be worse. <laughs> With Joe starts wandering away, they zap him, and he, he knows to come back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good thing. Get one of the electric That's collars, funny. you know. You yeah. Can hit the, well, yeah. That way he can right. keep him on track. Well, we, or another Easter bunny or Santa Claus <laughs> to get him out of the way. Joseph, we asked Kamala Harris if she's ready to be president. Um, not today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but soon. Soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. She just laid another egg. There you go. Thank you so much, Joseph. Well, Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you, right, thank Joseph. Thank you. All right. You got a big one in front of you. Read that. It says, Eric, you should be careful. Get yourself all worked up and sound like you will stroke. Eric said we should look at the facts. Well, let's do that. John Fetterman never held a paying job until being elected lieutenant governor. John Fetterman isn't from Braddock. He is from an affluent community in Lehigh County. John Fetterman's job performance as mayor was dismal. John Fetterman, while Mayor Braddock, failed to make many appearances at borough council meetings. While lieutenant governor, he failed to show up for work 33% of the time. John Fetterman lived off his parents and did not know what a hard day's work or a struggle is to make ends meet. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz has saved lives. Broad. Dr. Oz has saved lives. Broad. Dr. Oz has made a career for himself where he was able to support his family. True. Did I mention Dr. Oz saved lives and cared for people? John Fetterman wants to legalize drugs that are killing our children and dresses like a blue-collar man. He is a phony. It's funny how our friends from the other party lose their memory. Hillary Clinton isn't from New York and became the senator there. Oh, I know, Eric. You don't care about the facts. This is Pennsylvania we are talking about, not New York. Signed, Pete. Yeah, isn't that funny how Custer actually accurately uh, said that the only people that care about carpetbagging are the people who are the partisans who oppose them. You know, they say they don't like them, but no, you know, the other people don't seem to care. Uh, let's see. We have a call. Uh, read that right there. Yep, and then we'll get. Oh no, we'll have to get Dale on, or we won't get our chance. Right. Dale, you get a minute. Go right ahead. No, thirty seconds. Yeah. I don't understand how people vote for people who want to sit in the wagon. I mean, I never sat in the wagon. I pulled the wagon all my life. So I'm going to go ahead and vote somebody, put them in the wagon, put them in the wagon so they don't have to pull the wagon. That don't make sense at all. I mean, every time you vote, taxes go up. I agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, you nailed the last yeah. part. Yep, that doesn't make sense. Government gets bigger. All right, thank you, sir. Sorry you got such curtailment, but you got a good point across. Thursday, open phones tomorrow, wide open, whatever you want to talk about. Good deal. See you then. And you're going to be here. I will. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News time. It is 10 o'clock. Time for the Dan Patrick Show on WKOK Sunbury.